Welcome to Wrapped in a Warm Blanket, a podcast with heart-to-heart talks about Angelina Jordan's artistry and how it affects our inner world. Co-hosted by Alan Papier and Pontus Osterlin. Just to start off, I'm very uh, excited about what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Do you know, Alan? I think considering we always talk about Angelina Jordan, I I don't think we should um, change horses in midstream. I think we should keep talking about Angelina Jordan. Should we invite a guest to join us? Yes, let's invite somebody. Who shall we pick? Well, we can either invite Miss Psycho or we can invite Valeria. Which do you prefer? Miss Psycho sounds nice. (laughs) Okay. Hello, Miss Psycho. That's clever. That's very clever, actually. No, it's going to be Valeria because Valeria writes songs and Psycho doesn't. You made me smile when I saw on your description that it, it was a combination of the Japanese meaning of psycho, meaning genius, plus psychopaths. And, and that really made me smile because that covered everything. That covered 100% of the spectrum. talk about a Norwegian singer who we all know very well and we are here to speak about how well we know her and you are the guest Valeria and so when did you first hear of Angelina? Last year actually. I heard about her with the reaction channel because my friend is a really big fan of her. (laughs) She's a vocal coach so we were speaking about the different unique voices that we heard and obviously we spoke, okay, there's that Norwegian girl. And it, it wasn't necessary for one of us to say the word. We just, oh, Angelina Jordan, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah. To my mind, broadly speaking, there are two different types of reactions on YouTube. One reaction, which is most common, is someone hearing her for the first time. And basically they're saying, wow, amazing. Mm. And for me, this category of people, I say they have more enthusiasm than expertise. And the other type of category is these professional vocal coaches who say things like, ah, well, listen how she has this breath control and she has these runs and melismas. Mm. And for me, uh, this type of reaction is they're more professional than passionate. And so we are trying to have someone who is like yourself who is both a singer and songwriter, come along and uh, fill in uh, a middle ground, who is um, not going to say, wow, amazing, but who is going to give a different spin and a different type of reaction. Okay, I see. Well, it depends on how I react. If I react in the psycho mood or in the psychopath (laughs) mood. (laughs) Well, Angelina, to me, is different because... I'm going to speak from a songwriting point of view, not from a vocal coach, because I don't consider myself a vocal coach. But I have in mind sounds. And when I listen to other singers, I'm like, okay, this this voice is good for rock. This voice is good for X, Y, Z style. But I think where she gets to me is because she sews through the song notes here and there that suggest that she is more than what she does on that song. So one time you listen to a song, it's four minutes. But uh, a note could 
mm, transfer you to Aretha Franklin style, then a note could transfer you to Adele, then a note could um, direct you to Lana Del Rey, and so on. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how I see it. You hear her and say, oh, I could use this part, the verse, I could explore that one on the chorus, and so on. And you could use the same notes on another type of song. And it's that type of um, versatility. I'm really hoping it makes sense for you. You're sort of speaking now like a songwriter. So if you were to be inspired by how Angelina works, this is what you mean. Yeah, because I'm trying to write three songs for her and I had them all pre-started. So. <laughs> oh, really? That's amazing. Yeah, I actually um, went to your channel on YouTube and um, listened to um, uh, the singing you do. And I'm, I'm uh, really, really impressed. How, how long have you been singing? Like, I don't know, 10 years old, something like that. Not like Angelina. I'm not a child prodigy, that's for sure. But can you sort of picture where she's coming from? Or is that sort of... Because for me, no. it's like out of this world. That's the point. <laughs> no, you, I can't answer that. I, I recently made the point that every single word that she sings is a little surprise. Every single word is a little different. And it's really, really uh, difficult to anticipate what she's going to do with the next word. And and for me, this is why she is, I think I have to use the word renewable, mm-hmm. why someone doesn't get too accustomed to her, because there's so many different changes with every song that she makes. And they're very, very subtle. It, it's the, the yeah. feeling or the texture or the, the, the vibrato. Every note invariably is a little bit different. And this, to me, is an extraordinary talent. Don't get me wrong, but I will disagree. I will slightly disagree. Maybe it's because I perceive differently the sentence, every note is a surprise. To me, when every note is a surprise, when the singing is taking your breath away. But Angelina puts me at ease. It's a really relaxing mood that she generates for me. And she takes me into her world. Subtly, as you said it. But it's not necessarily a surprise every time. Yeah, I think I know what you're saying. I don't know how to put it, but when I listen to her, I'm so relaxed that everything is going to be fine. She's so confident and you can almost like three words in, you can say, okay, this is going to be brilliant. I'm relaxed now. There's not going to be any mistakes. I I think what Alan is uh, talking about with surprises is that how can she do that kind of a sound? Or how can somebody be like uh, so creative in choosing how to pronounce certain words or certain phrases? And of course, how can she, that tone she, she gets across, how is that possible to get that across i think it's just her being out of this world as you said earlier you had a video um and you were speaking about angelina jordan you referred to her as a genius Can you elaborate on that? I mentioned earlier versatility, but if I have to take away the technical side of it, I think it would be because of the silence 
that she creates for the song. I don't know if that makes sense, but when you put silence on a song with uh, a very airy technique, breathy, and every now and then, if you do a wave that gets out of this normality of the sound waves, when you sow here and there a louder note, it, how do I put it? I think that's what creates impact because it puts people in a mood where they just listen and they're relaxed. And then every few seconds or every 10 or 15, or she does another note and creates tension and then explodes a little bit and then slows it down again. And that's where it captivates you because Angelina uh, is not a wow type of sensation. So I think that's where the emotional side comes in because when you watch a singer that literally performs and does only high notes or only insanely low notes, you don't necessarily connect all the time. Mm. So I think that's where she is genius. I'm reminded of a French reactor uh, who went through different songs from Angelina and he said, Listen to this. In this one, she sounds a little bit like Amy Winehouse. And then he, he, he went to the next song. And then he said, now she sounds a little bit like Elvis Presley. And now she sounds a little bit like uh, Dinah Washington. And he went on and on. And he said, that is why I feel she's sort of one in a million. Because she can sound like all of these great artists that have been before her. Uh, and take on all of those voices and make something that is her own. Uh, and that is uh, sort of mind-boggling to realize because I don't think Dinah Washington or Billie Holiday could sound like somebody else than themselves. That's what I meant when I said that she transfers you or directs you towards different singers. Except that in my case, maybe I listened more to music from the technical point of view. So I don't need to hear 10, 15 songs to think each time of a different one. Already through a single song, you hear here and there planted notes that direct you to those different singers. I'm not saying that in every song she directs you to 10 singers at once, but I'm saying that at least three, four singers, it does that to you. And where she would be genius, it's not that she sounds like those though. I think that more like she reminds you of them because I do impressions, impersonations on the side. Maybe you've seen that, I don't know. And it's really different. And to be honest, when you try to imitate other singers, it's not helpful because every time you try to sing, well, you go into a specific technique, you don't really adjust it to you, but she does that. And it's so unique because you hear Angelina, you know it's Angelina, but it still reminds you of um, a 30 years ago singer. So... I think the combination, the slight, like the subtlety of that is genius. It's not just sounding like other singers. Valeria, you as a songwriter would love to have Angelina do some of your songs. And you mentioned that at the moment you're writing three songs for her. What type of criteria are you using with the writing of those songs? Are you trying, for example, to have one jazz and one blues and another pop? Or um, do you have a special um, criteria with how you approach um, the writing of a song with ha having Angelina in mind? I like 
charts and billboards. So one song for sure is directed towards charts and just making it and having views. So one of them, I chose an Adele-inspired song because it's catchy and people will remember it for sure. And it's because she caught Republic Records' attention with Million Miles. And Million Miles is Adele direction, orientation. The second song goes in a bluesy, jazzy direction because that's where my heart is when I think of Angelina. And it's still holding out for you parallel because I think that's her best work. It's the one I connect with emotionally most, not technically, but emotionally. And the third one is a combination of Adele and James Blunt. And it's actually a song that I originally written for myself. But when I tried singing it, it sounds basic. And I need a voice like Angelina to make that sound good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but you said about approaching. I don't think the fact that she's being signed with um, Republic Records has to be ignored. You have to think at the marketing side of it. You can't just write beautiful songs. I know that she will most likely be in history for what she's done, but I don't think at the moment it's the time to do that because it targets an existing audience and not a potential worldwide. If you were her manager, is it fair for me to ask you what advice you would give her or which direction you would try and take her? Is that a fair question to ask? No. No, because I cannot even dream of being her manager. Come on. <laughs> no, actually, um, the reason I said that Angelina um, is my dream is from two, well, more, but mainly two reasons is because, one, she's, well, she's Angelina Jordan, and we, you have your podcast on that. There's no need to develop that anymore, I think, not at this point. But the second one is... She's the hardest for me to approach, and I see that as a challenge. So talking about me becoming her manager is really out of the table because she's just on a pedestal for me. She's really doing all the right steps. I've analyzed her. Um, I've analyzed articles about her. I've analyzed the reactions. It's not really relevant, but I've analyzed uh, her marketing and the steps that she could potentially take, her TikToks, and she's doing the right steps. So I don't think I can advise her. The thing that strikes me is she is a type of artist who cannot and will not compromise her art. Her art is so pure. And, for example, she is not very specifically trying to reach the young generation if it involves compromising her art. But the nature of who she is and how she is, I, I actually believe if someone who is new to her hears one song which really impresses, and then they start investigating her and they get onto what I would call the YouTube train, then that opens the floodgates. Because maybe there's one song which is extremely impressive, but a, a lot of what is really impressive about Angeline is the full catalog of everything that she's done, the different styles and, and the, the cumulative effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was waiting for a question. Yeah. <laughs> was that a question, Alan, or what was that? Well, that's a... <laughs> no, no, no. That was a, a point of departure. It sounded yeah, it good. Sounded it good. sounded good, but I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> Even now, uh, 
when I put on an Angelina song, I'm surprised when I hear her voice, even after over a year mm. of listening to her uh, every day. And, and that is something really special, I think, that she can surprise you that much. And it's not just the age, because it's a tone you can identify in a second. It's not just the age. That's why I said it's unexplainable. Angelina has a voice that I can't dream of imitating. When it comes to putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, it's difficult to put yourself in Angelina's shoes because she's not wearing any. That's so freaking clever. <laughs> I, I try, I try. The philanthropy side of her, if you knew nothing about it, is that something that can be communicated through her artistry if you just listen to her singing? The, the way I would look at that is... I don't think you can be philanthropic if you don't really have feeling and love for other people. A lot of people may have a good family life and they may have a secure family life. But the, the type of open and extreme love that that family unit has is really, really exceptional. And if you just scratch the surface and you look at it, that alone, I, I think, is a huge, huge driving force behind Angelina's career and her emotional world and her singing and what she's able to communicate. And she's quite open about that. And I think that type of love is something which is the basis for philanthropy. Philanthropy is not just actually giving, but it's a state of mind. And so the state of mind is here. I have enough for myself. Let me share it with you. So even if it's a yeah. pair of shoes, it, it is a state of mind. It, it's not, I need more for myself in case I don't have any in the future, but let me treat you the way I treat myself. So it's really an extension of love. And this is the message that Angelina Jordan is really trying to put out there. Yeah, I think so too. And I think uh, that state of mind that you're talking about is contagious because I, I have it now. After listening to Angelina for over one year, I, I feel that I'm changing as a, as a human. Here in Sweden, the restrictions has been lifted. And me and my wife, we were able to go to the cinemas, to the movies for the first time in, well, over two years. And we went to see the Bond movie. This is an activity I, I was doing before I listened to Angelina. And now I'm doing it after I'm listening to Angelina. So I was struck how emotional I was in the theater. And of course, the Bond theme is sung by Billie Eilish. And I couldn't help thinking about how it would sound like if it was Angelina Jordan. She's a big fan of the, the Bond movies. With one of her interviews, she spontaneously sang Diamonds Are Forever. And it, it would suit her well. It would suit her very well. I think so. It's why I said earlier that I believe that she will go into an Adele direction, the next step. Because Adele, it's, well, Skyfall was for Bond movie. And then Sam Smith did... Um, oh yeah, writings on the wall and I think Angelina if she goes in that direction she will be able to, to write for a James Bond movie Yeah, I mean there's no question her vocal abilities is quite like a, <laughs> on a whole different level but how about her songwriting capabilities, have you looked into that? Seven Heaven to me was recycling Amy Winehouse just for the sake of marketing because she has to, it's necessary right mm. now 
and her next step will be Adele, but I'm not sure where it will go later on. And I generally think she can put out a classic song, not something that is current right now and then goes out of fashion, but something that's like yesterday from Beatles, something like that. So I would rather have her explore that and then judge. Because right now, I think she's doing good at reminding you of existing songwriters. When you say that through the root of jazz is not the way to break through, it's a really, really interesting comment. That's something that never um, would have occurred to me. To me, what she does is every song has like a universal element and she may be singing jazz, but I don't realize that it's jazz. For me, it's beyond categorization. It it Mm. may be jazz to someone who's looking for a label, but it's not how it strikes me. It makes sense. It makes sense that it feels this way. I just remember some YouTube comment that I've seen on my video about her. And he said that he he showed her videos to his daughter, which is like 13. That means TikTok generation. And the girl said, I think it was the Beatles or something like that. And then he showed her some other songs. And he said that the girl said, "Mm, I like her. She's a trick. And that stopped there. And then he tried to dig in further, but the girl looked at the looks and at her height and, well, her physical appearance. And then he tried to show that to other younger people, but it was a similar response. They categorized her as jazz. I think she can't make it through with a jazz song just based on that. Even seeing her non-jazz performances, people already think of jazz when they listen to her. That's why I said she really has to go away from pure jazz. She may have jazz in her DNA, but because people like Pontus and I have heard like 99% of her songs, we can give so many examples which are not jazz. For example, she did How Great Thou Art, which was covered by Elvis Presley, and she did it in such a uh, a spiritual way that whatever you call it, you, you can certainly not call it jazz. No, that's true. And she also did like an EDM. Electronic dance music. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, Below the water? It's either above the water or below the water. Above the water, above the water. (laughs) And I've also read in an interview once that she was open to remixes of her songs. I don't know the industry, but she mentioned somebody that she looked up to when it comes to remixes. And she said, oh, I would really like him to do a remix of uh, my songs. And so I think she's a very open-minded about how to use her vocals. I would like to be a fly on the wall, for example, in the Stargate studio when she's working with the music production with her Norwegian team and they're hammering out a song, exactly what input she has and what input the others have. That would be really interesting because she may write the song, but she must have other inputs at various stages. And that would be really interesting to see how that sort of dialogue happens. Very interesting uh, stuff from you, Valeria, with the songs you've been starting up. 
I hope it's interesting, but I'm sure it's not that interesting. You're just flattering. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Thank you for no, the support. <laughs> I'm being serious. I will send you what I wrote. I'm going to try to re-record it, just at least that part that you listen to. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that would be really interesting. And you will tell me what you think. And we will keep it under wraps. Once you give us the green light for playing that little musical excerpt, that might just be the tipping point to allow Angelina Jordan to contact you and say, oh, yes, please write me a song. I really think she's a genius. And when she will hear it, it will be just one thing amongst 10 other things that she does. But I'm going to try my best. Okay. Thank you ever so much, Valeria. We appreciate having um, a celebrity like yourself on the podcast. I'm not a celebrity. No, no, no. But I think of you the same. And it's not even your celebrity. You're the thinkers, the Angelina Jordan thinkers, observers. And I'm just some girl on YouTube that really runs right songs for her. So thank you. L- let's wait like five years and see who's the celebrity then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Alan wants to be one. No, I'm, I, I like the quiet life. I like having a nap after breakfast and a nap after lunch. I like the quiet life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go to wrappedinawarmblanket.com to find out more about this podcast and how you can share your stories and experiences.